Okay, we're at uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 through 8. Um, and it's titled Confidence in God's Work. That's a good title for this this study for today, this January 21st of 2024. Um, let me read the, where we've been with Bob who opened up the book of Philippians to us uh, two weeks ago. We have verse 1 of chapter 1, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy, in my every prayer for you all in view of your participation in the gospel until from the first day until now. And we'll want to remember verse five in today's study in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. Uh, that word participation is an important word for us in today's study. Verse, verses six through eight. And here are those. And I'll read those. This is the New American Standard Version. If you have a different version, uh, you can uh, look on your own Bible and um, maybe call out some different words that uh, might be better than the New American Standard. But here's verse 6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus. <laughs> For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness, in verse 8, how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. So that's our verses 6 through 8 for today. just wanted to throw up this from... Bob's study in the last few weeks. Here's the Ignatian Way or the Ignatian Road. I don't know if he threw up a picture of this, uh, but you, uh, we talked about it, didn't we? Yeah, we did talk about it. So there it goes. Uh, starts in Byzantium, it looks like. And then it, well, it, I think it even extends further than that. And it goes, you can see it hitting Philippi right in the middle of your screen. Right. And going down, it hits Thessaloniki. Uh, and that's, you know, where he went after Philippi. Um, and it's interesting. I think Ephesus is way down south and uh, a spirit uh, or an angel or the Holy Spirit told Paul he could not go up to Byzantium. You see it in the right, the far right, right. Uh, middle. He he was not allowed to go up there in that region. Uh, uh, um so he wasn't allowed to go north, but he got the call, the, uh, the not the Berean call, but the uh, Macedonian call to go. He could go up to um, Troas and then over to to Philippi. Um, so that's that. I just thought I'd throw that up. Here's the uh, Via Ignatia uh, in in Philippi. There's the ruins of Philippi and there's the road. And uh Looks like uh, something uh, C dot should look into, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, 
You, you think our roads will still be standing like this one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> or it looks like back in the day in the 70s or 80s, you know, I-70 was kind of a patch <laughs> downtown. But some of it is in really good shape, this uh, Ignatian Road. Um, oh, and I just thought I'd throw this up, opening up with a couple of pictures to warm us up for today's lesson. Um, this is uh, Paul and Margaret, uh, uh, Paul and Margaret, uh, Bob and Margaret, we're talking about this prison cell, this house arrest jail cell that Paul wrote his letters from. And I think this is it. I mean, wow, right here. And uh, he wrote, you know, he wrote this, the book of Philippians right here, Ephesians, Colossians, yeah. and then Philemon. And, and they've made a church out, of, you know, they meet there. It's a, some wow. sort of church or something. But, yeah, there it is. Um, now, not, Bob, not too comfy. No, no, and very rough. Cold, though. And I'm disappointed in Bob and Margaret because they, <laughs> they were there. They saw this place, right? Yeah. And they described it, and you have to go down this in this little kind of hole to get down there. And this is where he's house arrested, and this is where he wrote this letter from. And I'm disappointed in them because for years, all my life, a house arrest I had in mind this. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Paul, you know, Paul, you can stay on this porch. Don't go past those gates. Uh, you'll get coffee in the morning. Uh, croissants, and you can write, but don't go don't go out in the street unless you're got permission. You write, yeah. So, and I picture those tall trees too. I just have a a house with a portico there, and it looks comfy. And that's what I thought a house arrest was. But uh, yeah, no, I have a similar thought too. Yeah, right. So, I mean, not that modern, but I thought it would be a little nicer than that. So. There you go. Um, so let's begin with uh, verse 6 here in uh, chapter 1 of Philippians. Uh, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Uh, so in context, context, Paul is thanking uh, God in all remembrance of the Philippians, um, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of the participation in the gospel from the first day until now that's three through five um and the word all is very important in in the book of philippians which i think uh bob pointed out you know it's just not a few it's all these philippians are important mm -hmm. to him um now that here's this word participation it's koinonia or koinonia um, it's intimacy or fellowship or communion with Paul uh, and communion that he had with Philippians, um, fellowship he had with the Philippians. But there's a different meaning to it, too, and we'll look at that. Um, last week, Bob had that there were three types of fellowship, and this is from Macaulay's notes. There's The first is fellowship with Christ and his sufferings. That's one type of fellowship or koinonia you can have um there's the fellowship with one another believers in unity that's the second type 
And then three, there's fellowship with Paul himself. And that's in the, the financial giving. So they sent up a gift to Paul in the, the ugly house prison, not that nice one. Uh, and he, they gave him that gift through Epaphroditus. Um, so he's writing them back. Um, and you, this, the book of Philippians is a lot about this gift, this financial gift. Um, and he says in Philippians 4.16, for even in Thessalonica, um, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Oh, so he sent them, he, they sent, he, the Philippians sent him a gift while he was in Thessalonica as well. So uh, they were really supporting Paul. Um, and he's very thankful for that. And that's sort of the, the whole tenor of the book. Um, so I, I say here in this point that he's referring to these gifts that they sent. Um, the alternate meaning for this word koinonia or uh, is has a, a gift jointly contributed, a collection, a contribution as exhibiting an embodiment and proof of fellowship it's from Strong's. So that's exactly um, the type. So koinonia has those those meanings that can be just communion or fellowship or intimacy with, and then this participation in giving too. Um, so think of what all Paul was remembering about the flick. And now this was some years ago that he's remembering these things. Uh, he goes to Philippi. He, he finds the river where uh, he finds Lydia and the women meeting Um uh, and then he gets thrown into prison and he saves the jailer and his whole family. And he has all these memories of, of the Philippians in all this. So uh, he opens the book, book and he's still in this Thanksgiving mode for all of that, for all his remembrance of them. Um, so he says, and what it's basically saying here is, therefore, in light of all I remember of you, and in all my thanksgiving, my thankfulness for you all, um, I am confident of this very thing. And the thing he's very confident of here in, in verse 6 is uh, what I have highlighted here. He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Um, and you can see I highlighted that, or I bolded that the word that up there in verse six, because it's a purpose clause. He's confident for the purpose because of the purpose and the purpose is he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Um, and the word Paul is confident and that's in the perfect tense. So he's perfect, perfectly perfect tense confident about this, this thing. Um, it's, a perfect tense is a, a point happening in the past, not needing to be repeated again in the present. So Macaulay says he has a settled, uh, permanent conviction about this very thing. Um, and again, this very thing is he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Andrew? Uh, yeah. Um. The uh, HCSB says carry it on to completion. I think that 
that brings out the, the uh, perfect tense. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, wrong. that's good. You know? Right. Um, so, and a perfect tense, too, is um, a thing done in the past with abiding results in the present, right? Is that That's how you describe it a lot, Roger, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had this question in my mind. Is Paul confident about the ability of the flipping believers to do and maintain the <laughs> works? No, no, no. no. It's, it's all God's work. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> oh, okay. You guys are quick, quicker than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, the one, yeah, and it's perfectly clear in verse six here. The one working is God himself in the, their lives. Um, and he has a completed goal in mind. Uh, and he, he even gives a timeline in which he'll bring uh, about it uh, to perfection or completion. And read that, that, that your version again, uh, Jim. Uh, it's uh, he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's I like that. And um, even the ESV says, uh, "You who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus." Yeah. Okay. So that also has a continuing yeah. uh, idea of it. yeah. What's well, the idea of the abiding results? Right. Right. Yeah, right, right. Um, so he will perfect it. That word is epiteleo. And uh, Paul uses that word teleo, teleos, a lot. Um, and again, there I, I'm repeating it again. He will bring it to its end to complete it, to finish our good work. Um, and here's the thing, though, a good work, and it's clear in the New American Standard and then in English, it's a singular good work. Mm. So what singular good work is Paul referring to? Uh, And the key is the the completion date of this singularly good work, uh, and it's the day of Christ Jesus. Um, So what is the work that God will complete? I think it's I think it's this. Our right. glorification, mm-hmm. um, the completion of the work of, of salvation, yeah. the cross work. So uh, phase one of salvation, we have been saved from the penalty of sin in the past. Romans 5, 8 through 10. Uh, in the present, we are being saved from sin's power and it's even its wreckage um, in the present. And three in the future, we'll be saved from the presence of sin. And that's 1 Corinthians 15 and the last part of that, uh, verses 50 through 57. Um, and I say, what a wonderful day of glorification mm. that will be, right? When you yep. don't have this, this in nature. <laughs> We've been looking Amen. at that, that wreckage in, in your study, Roger, about, uh, yep. you know, we're going to see more wreckage today. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, wretched man that I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. All, all those W words that are <laughs> all those W words. Bad Ws. Um, so that's going to be a wonderful day. Um, so God will perfect it. It's a future tense, uh, obviously, in future active indicative. So it's 
he's going to do it. It's just a done thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I was struggling with this, not struggling, but I also had this thought while doing this study. Um, there's an interesting twist when you take into account the context, verse three through five. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always offering a prayer with joy in my every prayer for you in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. And that, that of course has a financial element to it. Um, but he's, he's speaking of good works in the present in three through five, is he not? Um, and their participation in the furtherance of the gospel and Paul's financial means to do so. Um, their active participation in it. So he's got that present tense and good works. I almost put in Ephesians 2.10, you know, where we are God's workmanship uh, created for good works. And I was kind of thinking that, but then in my mind too, I had this, well, this is a singular good work in the future. So that was, that was the sort of the, um, the interesting thing I thought that little twist that I, I think I've figured right. out, but we can talk about it. Um, so he ties the present, their participation with the end of it all, which is uh, when he returns and that's the believer's end goal uh, is when we get our new body and we meet him in the air. Right. So, and we'll come back and look at that just a bit at the end here. So here's the timeline that I regurgitated. Um, uh, the timeline that's, that's, that's not a, a pleasant term. How about uh, re, no? Yeah, uh, brought, brought forward. Yeah, repurposed. Yeah, repurposed. There we go. I like that. So now we're looking at. So you can kind of keep your eyes in the middle. The tribulation age. There, um, uh, we have the church age followed by the tribulation age followed by the millennial age. And if you keep your eyes in the brackets up top um, there, um, that's where we're going to be focusing. But the tribulation is earthly. It's on earth. Mm -hmm. um, when Christ returns, he's going to take us to heaven. The beam of seat judgment is heavenly. It's in heaven. Um, so the tribulation is the day of the Lord that's down there on earth. And right. that's characterized by wrath, God's wrath. But the day of Christ Jesus, like the verse, verse six says, the day of Christ Jesus is up, up there in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. So with the Bema seat judgment, uh, and we're going to be up there for those seven years, you know, just, uh, mm -hmm. being taken to heaven and then, uh, you know, learning uh, all of uh, just getting our, probably getting crammed with information. I, I'm, I'm spending time with everybody. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. It will be. <laughs> yeah. So that's the day of Christ Jesus. Uh, the two and possible <laughs> points this out, and so does I, Luce Barry Chafer, that the day of Christ is up there. The day of the Lord is down there. But yeah, that's a, that's a great contrast, Andrew. That's yeah, and sometimes they... They're used interchangeably, but there is a difference. Yeah, no, and they're they're happening at the same time, but one's above, one's 
below is I guess. So here's here we are, (laughs) and I guess uh, women, you are wearing a suit today. (laughs) And (laughs) when we're raptured, um, the good work, the singular good work, is is it's perfected and completed up there, right? Uh, Our glorification is the the reason I repurpose this. this this very familiar uh, timeline. Um, just to illustrate verse six. Okay, on to verse seven. For it is only right to me, for me, to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partic- partakers of grace with me. Um, so I'm going to start at the end here in, in part C. You are all partakers of grace with me. Um, from verse three, we see, I have that word participation. It's joint part, uh, joint partnership. And it's the word koinonia. We've covered that a lot. Um, and here, the word partaker is the same word, but add a soon to it, S-Y-N. Um, soon, uh, soon koinonas. Is, is the word sunkoinanas. Um, and that's with fellowshippers or with participants. Uh, soon is the word with. Um, so you can see how many times he uses this word in, in these few verses. Um, it's interesting to know that koinonia, um, is, is both a giving and a getting and a receiving too, isn't it? Um, getting back as well. Um, and that's the, that's what partaking means. So they're, they're not only giving, but they're, they're getting back. Um, they are getting, they're partaker, partakers of God's grace. And that's God's unmerited, undeserved favor, uh, together with Paul for their participation in his defense and confirmation of the gospel. Um, by giving to his ministry, and the word grace is, is charis, they participate in his imprisonments, his sufferings, and his floggings. Um, Paul gets the brute force physical end of all those things, right? Um, but they get to share in the rewards that he will receive on the day of Christ um, up there. And Constable says... Um, in spirit, the Philippians were with him in spirit, in prison, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Um, and that word defense is a legal term. It's, it's, um, uh, is what Constable points out. So now we'll go back to 7a and 7b, um, for it is only right for me to feel this way about you all because I have you in my heart. We'll double back and go back to Andrew? the first part of the verse. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, uh, they're going to participate in his blessings because they um, gave financially, but also would they uh, participate if they prayed for him and supported him in that way? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, right? When you support a, uh, a, a missionary's work, if you're involved in that way as well, um, 
yeah, you, you're part of the, it's, it's a team thing, right? Um, any other thoughts about that? Um, from the, yeah. in the group? Um, no, so, I, no, I agree. It's, yeah. Whole, yeah. Um, and support, support, financial support. But prayers, if, if people are on, yeah, if, a missionary's on your mind and, and you're on this prayer support team. That's, yeah, that's being involved and participating in what they're doing. Um, let me see. Um, so this, it is only right for me to feel this way about you all is, is, it's kind of a strange way he says this, but it's, a, he, you can also say, I'm more than justified to feel this way about you all um, is the flavor of that in the Greek. Um, because you Philippians hold me fast in your hearts, and I naturally have you in my heart as well. Um, Constable and Weiss bring this out, um, that it's a mutual, the Philippians have Paul in their hearts, and he has the Philippians in his heart. Um and here's the Weiss translation that brings that out. Even as it is right for me to be constantly turning my mind in the direction of this very thing on your behalf. That's a, that's a Weiss translation. <laughs> um, namely the completion of God's work for you, work in you. Um, because you are holding me in your heart, there's the Philippians having Paul in their hearts both in my bonds and the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Um, you all being co-shares with me in this grace. And, and yeah, Weiss leaves no stone unturned. <laughs> right. That's a, yeah, translation, doesn't he? And that's, um, and our, our, our sister Karen out down south really <laughs> right. Weiss, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I have you in my heart. That's cardia. And it's the whole personality, including the mind, will, emotions, and intellect. It's what Constable says. Um, the word feel, this is, and this is, can only be Paul, but this is the only time he uses this word. I, I feel this way. It's freneo, a freneo. And, um, Constable says it's a mindset that leads to proper and moral action. Um, it is used only here in this verse and then in first Timothy five, five, but in first Timothy five, five, it's talking about young widows, you know, having wanting a husband or having sensual desires. So it can, it's, uh, you can substitute it for freneo with omens of desire or it can mean lust too. And, and that's interesting. So Paul has this strong desire for these Philippians uh, to the point of a good, what would be a good lust, right? Um, and he develops this this feeling for them, this uh, this word for Nao in the whole letter. You know, I have feelings of joy for you. I, I have you in my heart is another way to, to have feelings for someone. How about this? I long for you. <laughs> I long for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. And that's in the very next verse in, in verse eight. 
So he's just, he's just, it's deeply, he's gushing here. It's a deeply personal letter for him. Um, and I think he was so pleased to get that gift, um, when he was in prison and he just, it, I think it caught him by surprise. He was like, yeah. wow. Well, well, Andrew, after seeing his surroundings, I can see why he was excited about people. Yeah. Caring about him because that's kind of a, a downer place, right? Not, not a bright and cheery place. It's not. It's, uh, yeah. So it's pretty. Margaret, though, say uh, last week or the week before that he was allowed, they kind of took him out because they wanted him to <clears throat> teach some of the soldiers some. Yeah, that's right. As it, as um, it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he was able to buy a, uh, an area rug with that money. <laughs> okay. Or an end table. Right. A rocking chair. Yeah. Right. A recliner. Hello. Right. No. Um, so, yeah, case, I, I say here, case in point for I feel for you is how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Um, and I... I don't, let me go back here. I don't think I, I was going to put this in the lesson, but that word affection, the word, um, the heart, the word for heart is cardio, which is the mind, will, emotions. And someone said, one commentator says that in the Greek, that is, um, when they thought about that, they thought about the stomach and the lungs, the heart up here. Right. But the word affection is that word, splachnon. S P L A N G N O N or something. Yeah, splank, splank non. Splank non, yeah. yeah it kind of has a. <laughs> right. Just, and that's the intent, the bowels, that's right. the intestines, mm-hmm. the lower intestines. So you have this. <laughs> and that's where feelings come from. Yeah, right? you've you got, you got feelings. Yeah, right? gut feelings. Uh, um, or it, it can be loved. But I think back then, too, when someone was super angry, that's our wrath that would come from that area from the lower intestines. So I was going to put, I don't think I'd put this into this lesson, but that's the word affection. Uh, splat non here. Ironside says that Ironside says that through the passing years, Paul had kept them in his heart and presented them to God in prayer. They were a sweet, they, they were sweet and blessed memories too that filled him with gladness as he looked back on the time of ministry spent among them as he learned of their continuing in the grace of God. Um, and here I wondered when Paul is at the Bema seat judgment, will, you know, these Philippians be with him there um, sharing in his crown, you know, Lydia, mm. and, uh, Euodia and, Suduke, you know, in the end of the book, these two women and and the jailer and his family, you know, uh, are they going to be there in support of him? And and, uh, yeah, I just I just kind of was thinking about that. Just something kind of interesting to think about in the future. Um, And here in Philippians 4.1. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and crown, um, in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, look at those words yeah. of 
of desiring in this mm-hmm. Philippians. Well you, well, you see so much affection that Paul had for the fellow believers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he brings that out in other letters, but not to this extent, right? Oh. To this uh, gushingness uh, is what, what it is, really. Um, and Epaphroditus, too, uh, in 226, because Epaphroditus was longing to for you all, and he was distressed because he had heard, you had heard that he was sick. So that's the same thing. That's the word, um, epopatheo. Um, it's a desire for them. So he had it too. Um, so back to this, if we have time, this thought about verse six, circling back to um, verse six. Um, verse six, I'm confident in this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. It, and that broadcast to me, the singular good work, as I pointed out, uh, the perfection and the completion of the believer at the rapture and his glorification. Um, God's work in saving the believer from the presence of the sin nature um, is where I went with that. And we use that verse to kind of support that. We pull it out of context and we use it to support that thought. Um, and Constable makes the same point and he develops it really well in his commentary. Um, however, Weist, um, he says this, the word translated confidence speaks of the fact that Paul had come to a settled persuasion concerning the fact that God, that the God who had began, begun, um, in the, uh, a work in the Philippians, the good work of giving to missions would bring it to a successful conclusion right up to the day of Christ Jesus. Um, the word until assumes the nearness of the rapture in, in Paul's mind and outlook. But you see how that's Weist, how he, so he's relating to the, he's relating to the present and the good works, right? Uh, the work of giving to missions and, and, um, their participation. He doesn't see that what Constable sees. And I was just wondering, you know, what you all say about this. Um, you know, did I and Constable sort of take this to the extreme or, um, is it talking about this, this future glorification? You know, Andrew, I've been thinking that, uh, maybe the good work that is being done in us is progressive sanctification. It started at the beginning when we were saved. And we are not completely sanctified right now, but it's a work in progress that God is progressing in, in, his, in, his, in his work. You know, just, That's a good, yeah, and I thought about that too. Um, and Romans 6, 7, and 8, is that's a progression too. Yeah. You know, you to learn it and then to go through the the process of struggling with it and and then failing in it. And, uh, you know, that so that's good. I, I thought of that, too. Andrew, is it that good work? Yeah, I was thinking, too, it made me think of the that we say you, we were saved and we're being saved and we will be saved. 
So maybe it's the it's the process of being saved. Yeah. We'll so, yeah. So <laughs> you two are right up with um, the constable way, and and <laughs> this um, the way that it just s- speaks to me. This because of this, hmm. he brings in you know the day of Christ Jesus, which is that future day uh, of glorification. But a lot of people have yeah, a lot of commentators. And, and Macaulay doesn't go into that either. Um, they just kind of focus on the temporal, uh, the good works that you can, that uh, the Philippians were doing to help Paul. So Andrew? interesting. So Andrew? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something that, uh, that I get out of this is that with Paul's imprisonment, with him talking, writing to the Philippians, uh, Right up until uh, the rapture, that includes us here in this room. I mean, we are benefiting from what happened back in the Philippian church. Oh, Amen. yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good, I didn't think of that. That, Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. That's a way yeah. to look at it, too. And isn't, that's true. Isn't this a living word? And um, it's um, these words are living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and uh it's still it's still going on it's yeah uh, uh, and the same type of work is going on today um yeah that's interesting yeah that's a good point um yeah um i think it's both okay both amen yeah Okay, both, yeah, like, and I had that in a few slides back. I, the twist is maybe it's, it's a, it's both a little twist on it, but, but certainly, yeah, go ahead. Uh, this is, um, just a, I'm hesitant to say this, but in the activity of opening God's word and seeking his mind about things that Mm -hmm. he wants us to see when we open it. Yeah. We know that other people are praying along with us to support us in that process. What an encouragement that is. It was to Paul and probably to you. And I know Roger and Mike appreciate us praying for them that as they open God's word to share a meal with us from it, that's God prepared. We're joining, we're, we're joining in the so-called fishing boat with him in that process. I can't tell you the number of times that I was so thankful that people were praying for us in Guatemala and they answered. The situations way beyond my thinking capacity were right there, right there wow. at oh, the right yeah. moment. And when I look back on it, I can see God's hand in it. When you're in the middle of it, you may not see that, but all you can say is, thank you, Lord, for giving me that thought, you know. Same thing when we open God's word, isn't it? As teachers yeah. or as, as listeners, when we're praying for one another and God, we're participating in God's word. Right. We're, we're, we're sharers. I don't know how to say that 
more clearly. I, I hope that that communicates. Oh, yeah. And that answers that points to Kathy's point just perfectly. I mean, it's yeah. It, it, you see how we're all sharing. Uh, here we are in fellowship with each other. And boy, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the. And the word is right God here. Doing that, right. isn't it? He makes us care for each other. Yeah, and uh, it, with the same, with the same way that Paul did for the Philippians. Yeah, and, uh, uh, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Boy, uh, yeah, those are good points. Yeah, great, good discussion. Um, well, one last slide, um, and it's this. <laughs> Um, I, I can assure you that what this verse, verse six does not mean. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to get to this goal to build, see that nice new building in the top, right? That's our, that's our goal. So you, I, I could see some churches using this yeah, verse to get yeah. to there, right? Uh, it's a fundraising, it like put us past the, the finish line here. And we're here. So we need more prayer. Uh, because I've, I've, I've just heard this a few weeks ago. In, okay. Yeah. Church, you know, it's the same. I, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, oh, boy. Because I kind of thought of that, too. And I, I thought, boy, you could really yeah, hammer down on people, you know, kind of this, these things. Um, so it, it's kind of funny there. But, but that's, our, that's our addendum for today. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. That's a good. Well, well thanks, Andrew. Good Thank you. Everybody else is really great. Yeah, and good to see you all, and I'll uh, close up here. Um, our Heavenly Father, we, we do thank you for uh, each other uh, and our mutual fellowship with each other and th that we could come together multiple times a week and um, pray for each other and support each other, and we have the same type of koinonia fellowship that Paul did with his Philippines believers, and it's uh, your word is truly uh, living, and it, it's the same today as it was back then when it was written. And uh, we we find that out, and we thank you for it. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.